the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. And welcome back to the Amityville Podcast. I'm Patrick. I am Tom. And we're about to go into a whole nother realm of Amityville movies now. Um, the amateur Amityville mm-hmm. horror films. Where basically, for whatever reasons, whether it be that they're just basing it off of the original murder case. Mm-hmm. The Ronnie DeFeo case. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just based, say, maybe they're saying that there's these are just based on horror movies as a franchise. Or even just, hey, there's a town named Amityville. Mm-hmm. And there's a house that's haunted. You don't own that. Yeah, and we're not necessarily involving the Lutzes, so yeah. they can't, you know, if they're not of their story is in here. They have yeah. no claim. Yeah. Um, or the Warrens. didn't even work on the... Didn't even work with the Platinum Dunes people. Yeah. They George, had, uh, George and everybody did sue over the remake that we uh, talked about last week and nothing really came of it. Yeah. I think uh, the part of the legal problem is that they made it all up in the first place. As so. your attorney, I, I have to tell you that, you know, nobody makes up anything. It's all completely true. Until you prove otherwise. Well, that is why I ended that with a question mark sounding noise. You can't prove that the house wasn't haunted. Unless this you can. true. So even if it's a work of fiction that was dictated to, say, police officers yeah. rather than a ghostwriter initially, mm-hmm. then they would still own the copyright of that story. Yes. And okay. Ghostwriter was not a pun. Or a reference to the really fun PBS show back in the day. Yeah. That's a good one. That was a weird little show. Yeah. Weird, creepy, like, that Canadian video film stock. Yeah. Or video tape stock. Yeah. 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 It's like a game show, but it's presented as a narrative. Yeah. It's just very unnerving. A lot of high, a lot of, like, really bright lights. But that's not this. This is a a found footage horror movie, as Mm -hmm. near as we can tell, because we have done the usual bare minimum of research going into this thing. There's only, like, two... There are literally two pieces of trivia on the IMDb page. One, there are no opening or closing credits. Two, it is set in June of 2008. That is a huge piece of information. Yep. Well, you have um, to understand, the fil- the movie was filmed and or released in 2011, so they had to work painstakingly to recreate what 2008 would look like. Oh, gotcha. Had yeah, to yeah, yeah, swap yeah. out some mm-hmm. of the uh, pop culture mm-hmm. posters a lot, on the wall. Yeah, a lot of car- lot, they had to redo a lot of the cars, uh, make sure mm-hmm. the license plates and everything and all the headlines. Just always make sure you get cars from five years before you're filming, then you can set it anywhere in that window because it's like when they were doing Back to the Future, they didn't want all of the cars to be from 1955. They wanted... People hold on to cars. Right. Most of the cars are from 52 back to, like I think, 42. Sure. But they looked specifically for previous decades' worth in a small working-class town Mm -hmm. because, yeah, we don't swap out cars all that often and back then even less so my car is 18 years old i've only had i've only had it for nine dude it's the honda element one it's a honda exactly it's the honda element it's the greatest car ever devised by me Uh, unless you actually 
like cars. Well, but yeah. Civic's a great car. Yeah. Honda's are great cars. For general practicality and functionality, hey, let's get money from Honda. It's a little tank, man. Yeah. It's awesome. But anyway. It's the only car, I believe, that has never been possessed by the Amityville house in the run of the series. Man, that house... It's like every other movie, if not every single movie, has had a car gag, and they're always fun. Like, it's like, watching them all, you wish that the people making the movies actually liked and or watched the previous films, because it's like, you know that they're absent-mindedly creating like a coherent coherent motifs that run through or run yeah. gags like every time they're like wouldn't it be cool if this time the house took over a car not yeah. knowing that yeah. yes that has happened every, every single time. time every single the remake time. did not yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was the fresh ground and that, maybe and that, that was is different because the original yeah. did have a car gag maybe that was the sticking point that got them through the lawsuit yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. But yes, the, yeah, this one is found footage, and we were going to talk for a few moments about our personal favorite found footage movies, and I will absolutely stand by the first Blair Witch. I knew you were going to go. I know you disagree, but I wanted to make sure to give it a mention. Sure. And I want to actually clarify that Blair Witch 2, I would consider a mockumentary, which is not found footage. It is recreations and documentary style about an event. The second one is not a mockumentary. I would call it a mockumentary. But the camera, it, it becomes a free-floating camera. There's no, they have some found footage in it, mm-hmm. but it's a narrative film. It's a narrative, it's a narrative film with dramatic recreation. It's a, it's a mockumentary... It's a faux documentary with recreated footage of an actual event, air quote. I mean... I would not let found footage. Leslie... The second one? Yeah. Well, no. It it has... It shows portions of recorded footage, but it's 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 not a mockumentary though. <laughs> I mean, oh. it, it has it, like it kind of cheats on the intros by mm-hmm. pretending it's a mockumentary, but that is dropped almost immediately. As opposed to like uh, the Leslie Vernon movie is. Uh, like three quarters of mockumentary and then it just you know cuts bait and turns into a horror movie at the end true which it was a shame if they could have as great as it is if they could have held on to that to the very end that would have been, that would awesome. have been impressive but you know yeah. I find no fault in behind the map rise of Liz oh Red. yeah that's part of I used that as one of the uh, I had a on my terrible triple features YouTube channel mm-hmm. uh, there's the Maryland uh, mockumentary horror triple feature which <laughs> is uh, the Blair Witch Project, of course, because uh-huh. uh, it presents as a documentary, but it's not a real one. Shh, sorry, spoilers. Uh, they're behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon and Barry Levinson's The Bay. Ah, yeah, all yeah, set in yeah. Maryland, all pseudo documentaries. Yeah, pseudo documentaries and or found footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that uh, I'm quite fond of, but I also worked on it and have helped out a little bit with the sequel that's in production now, mm-hmm. uh, the WNUF Halloween special. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, that one's available on Shutter now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one. I don't think I've ever actually sat and watched it. Oh, like oh. all the way through. I, 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 I encourage you and all yeah. of our listeners to sit down and give it a watch, especially closer to Halloween. Sure. Um, I I mean, I guess uh, the Cloverfield I really like. Cloverfield, they pull it off, which is impressive because it really, like, that... 
doing like a small paranormal activity thing you mm-hmm. can kind of go with but the fact like you'll run into the issue that I run into with all of them is why is the guy still holding the camera and they manage to keep addressing it and you know selling it every yeah. time and yeah. it doesn't hurt that TJ Miller is kind of a insane person like normally so this it's like true. yeah, he, yeah. Would do, he would do this would probably that's yeah. it I've never seen any of the paranormal activities um like not even they're I mean they're hit and miss but uh, the first one definitely got me and for the cost for the effects that they got very well done yeah um, the those first two rec movies are really good oh my god the rec movies are amazing oh they all are it's just the, first, the first two, two are two. the only ones that actually do the yeah. lot, the found footage gag yeah like the, the first third but, one yeah the first two are just such a high bar for yeah. the genre but um, oh no the, we- the, the wedding one the rec three is one of my favorite things ever it's, it's insane it's just, it's, not, it's my dear I'm just running around with the chainsaws <laughs> like that's right it is your day it yeah. is your day um how do other ones are good yeah, well uh, with the paranormal activities uh yeah. the first one I enjoyed and there was I'm trying to remember which one of the sequels I want to say it's either three or five but I wound up watching them out of order originally because they kind of only loosely tie um, at least as far as I know because I watch them out of order I'm going to miss things but one of the sequels is absolutely great yeah um, and it's either three or five hmm. and I, I'm totally blanking uh, Willow Creek is a Bobcat Goldthwait directed uh, Bigfoot found footage movie oh that could be fun it's a lot of fun uh, it's actually fun yeah like for a large chunk of the movie it's a couple on vacation joking around looking for Bigfoot and there's real chemistry and real humor between them there's like human sounding dialogue they make decisions that people would make with cameras like Goldthwait basically had a lot of the problems yeah. with found footage that everyone else does and wanted to work around it but still made an incredibly tense and compelling movie as well as a really funny one. Fair. So Willow Creek yeah. is up there. Uh, Troll Hunter. Oh, that's Troll fun. Hunter is a really good yep. time. Yep. Uh, I actually like the VHS movies. Like uh, all three of them. Like, you know, with any anthology, some are better than others. Oh, yeah. And there are, there's definitely like one. One said the eyeball segment number two and the magician segment number three. I think they just flat out are cheating, and so they're just. I, I don't like the those ones. Fair. But most of them, I think they do a pretty good job of you know. Okay, this is where the camera is and why. Yeah. And uh, we're going with it. Yeah. Well, the um, the biker jogger one from two. Yeah, the GoPro one. Yeah. Um, was directed mm-hmm. by uh, Ed Sanchez, who yeah. Blair did Blair Witch, yeah. and shot that one in Maryland, it's and so good. used a lot of our Maryland indie folk mm-hmm. uh, on it. And Speaking so. of zombie uh, found footage, I like Diary of the Dead. I, I think that one's a really interesting mm-hmm. movie. The uh, the George yeah. Romero found footage zombie movie. Yeah. It's like George Romero comes back and he wants to try it. Like, don't you let him? Yeah. I remember halfway through that movie getting upset. I'm like, George, you were so close mm-hmm. because the they're pulling up to a facility and then you see external shots of their van pulling up. Uh, and then five minutes into the place, you see the AV guy say, "Hey, you guys got security cameras? Can I get the tapes? I'm doing this thing." Yeah. 
I, I want to cut. I want to cut that footage in. Like, I mean, oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah. Yep, there it is. It was like, oh, gotcha, gotcha. You're gotcha. messing yeah, yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah. You know that you've paid this off, but you're not setting it up until after we're mad. Uh, eyes dotted, T's crossed. Uh huh. Can't get one past the man from Pittsburgh. Nope. Yeah, another really good one. I, yeah, I haven't seen any of these like computer-based ones, like the unfriended things or that uh, um, John Cho one where he's looking for uh, his kid. Those look interesting. Yeah, I've gotten around to it. Well, there there was one done uh, on uh, during quarantine uh, in the UK called Host. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the exact length of a Zoom meeting. That's the premise. So it's it's you know it's about an hour long. Ugh. About an hour long. That's um, a terrible Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen this one. Fair. Uh, for it, it, basically all of the cast was sent all of their props and everything that he needed, mm-hmm. and anything for any like instructions and like, you know, they did work throughs on how to pull off all the different gags for it. Yeah. But then they just yeah recorded individually in their own apartments over Zoom, and it is great. Fair. It is legitimately tense. It is like. Yeah, it's an hour of basically just riding the edge of your seat, and for them to have done it on no budget in the middle of literally a lockdown. It's pretty um, good. Fantastic. And that one is on Shutter, I believe. Fair. Yeah. Ooh, also on Shutter, the one cut of the dead. I say, I say the, we top, we top off time. there. Yeah. The first, yeah, the first third of the movie is found footage. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't say anything else about yeah. it. Just watch it. One Cut of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You'll, under, you s- you'll understand yeah. it when you watch it. When you watch don't it. W- but to make an important point, oh when God. you watch it and you see ending credits, keep watching. This puts Marvel movies to shame as far as a post credit sequence. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> People apparently left before the credits on that movie. And yeah, but you're watching it on a streaming service now. People <laughs> still not paying attention will not understand. Fair enough. Watch Fair past enough. the credits. Trust me. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. When you notice that the runtime is... When, the, when you notice by the runtime that you're only halfway through the movie, guess what? You're only halfway through the movie. Yeah. And now we're going to see how long it takes us to feel like we're halfway through this movie. I'm guessing probably only five. Yeah, I'm already halfway through this movie. So I'm ready to be done. Anyway, talk to you guys. Oh, and we'll be watching this on Tubi. Mm -hmm. Because, man, Tubi got a deal. Yeah. These Amityville movies. And so we'll see how that goes. See you in a bit. So it took like two hours to watch an 87-minute movie because Patrick kept st- having to stop and rewind because he kept writing down what was happening in this garbage goddamn movie. Well, I was taking notes when something ridiculous would pop up. And then something else ridiculous would happen. Yeah, so my apologies. <laughs> uh, also, there were ad breaks. There were ad breaks. Yeah. So the movie opens without... Uh, credits, it opens with a title card explaining uh, that in 1974, Ronnie DeFeo... Ronnie Butch DeFeo. Butch DeFeo. He is now, we of course did no research to see if he did have the nickname Butch, but this is the first time we've heard him referred to as Butch. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it's a new part of the lore, or maybe they, I would say they did the research, but there's plenty of evidence against that. Yeah, 
is kind of a mixed bag that way. Yeah. But then um, they uh, say that they, uh, so Ronnie DeFeo killed his whole family. Mm-hmm. And then they, they do name check the Lutzes. Yeah. Uh, they say that they moved into the house in 1975, one year later. And lived there for two years. Which is why I don't think that Butch was a verified no. thing. Because two years is about a year and 11 months above the longest estimate of their time in the house. They always, they like, that's one of the consistent things. They always say 28 days that the Lutzes were in there. Exactly. And then they left and le- never came back for their possessions. Yeah. But it, they do mention, the four teenagers do mention that. I, I, do, I did appreciate that. Yes. Uh, they did mention they left everything behind. No dust. Uh, so I guess they didn't have any dust and there was a good purifier okay. in the house. But before we get to that, there is like another title card because they stay there for two years, two which puts years. them into 77. And then it says 32 years later, yeah. we're in 2000. Eight. Well, the 32 years later might be the teenagers first. That would have still put them in 2009. Yeah, that don't make no sense. Yeah. Um, so these teenagers show up at the house. Um, they break in because one of them knows the five ultimate cheat codes for any given door lock. That's a Yeah, the, the hide-a-key thing, the combination hide-a-key lock that uh, you're... Uh, Realtors or uh, superintendents leave on the, uh, mm-hmm. the end of the door. They break in because they have heard the rumors about the Amityville house, which, my friends, there have been fake Amityville houses in these movies before, but this is just your house. This is your neighbor's house. This is just a house on the street, on the block that you live. This is a house that belonged to somebody in the family of the director. Had to be. Yeah. We don't know for sure in the Obviously. notes. But based on the care they take to oh not get God. anything really messed up. Nothing gets done in this Yeah. House. This was definitely, just don't mess anything up. Leave it how you found it. Keep it clean. You're allowed to put one hole in one wall towards the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, we even spotted a scene uh, with some blood that... Fake blood. Yeah, some fake blood that... Later on, um, obviously fake blood. I'm yeah. sorry, it's just duh. No, yeah. five people died making this film. Yeah, we speak of it in revered tones. That's when they wrote them out, I guess. <laughs> now, there, there's one bit with fake blood, but then later there, there's there the dialogue refers to a mysterious puddle of blood in the backyard that they never show. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of cutting around in this movie. It's found footage. Unfortunately, the footage they couldn't find was anywhere they needed to spend money. So the screen goes fuzzy. It cuts out. You can hear dialogue. A lot of ADR. But there is constant use of just skitzing out the screen so that we just get implied violence. We... it, It... it just comes off cheap. Yeah, it's the it's the grind it's the gag from Grindhouse and Planet Terror when it's you know real missing and then everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. Except instead of played for like one joke, it's literally the entire movie. Yeah, and, and, and the kid never like 
the found footage is mainly coming from the team from the uh, the prepubescent son who's always going around with a camera despite everybody in every scene telling him to stop nobody likes him with the camera nobody likes him in the room no. uh, about halfway through the movie um, he sneaks up on a conversation yeah. the family's having yeah. where somebody says Tyler was annoying the, the teenage sister says Tyler was annoying me and I think it's the mother says the mother. he's annoying everyone he's annoying everyone but like it would be one thing if he you hear him address the uh, the screen blanking out like even once it's just like oh that's weird or it's like god this, this is yeah. annoying but nope it's just a thing that is there to hide the lack of a budget yeah he never comments on it he never has checked the tapes to see that it's happening I guess no. or like there's literally no mention of how terrible the footage is although he is a terrible filmmaker he is his camera angles are bad he is most of the time drifting the camera so that you're not really seeing the people in shot nope he's just kind of looking at the focus. floor looking at the wall everything's out of focus except for when the ghost makes it out of focus for Ugh. reasons and this is a kid who in the first scene when they're moving into the house is described as the next Spielberg sure sure Spielberg who meticulously makes sure storyboards are available he doesn't just shoot everything and then figure it out in editing that's more of a Penny Marshall style of directing that's in peace. Um, and other people you know have done the same but Spielberg is shot for shot he is a planner this kid not the next Spielberg oh um, my god did you really take that literally I just that's that's a phrase <laughs> wow, that bugs me that because really, every time somebody says that they are right there. wrong I mean yeah, yeah. he's 11 yeah if you wanted to say he was the next Duplass brothers watching a bunch of people <laughs> like just improvise their dialogue the around Ty a loose West. yeah <laughs> Yeah, this was this was mumble gore. Oh my god! Um, so, but we haven't even finished. So these four teenagers go into the house. <laughs> we haven't even we haven't got, even the got to the family yet. The four teenagers go into the house, have the prerequisite beers, have the prerequisite premarital sex, mm-hmm. and then are violently killed off screen. Yeah, we see and a somehow, spatter of blood from yeah. one of them, but no bodies were found, I guess, because nope. there was no mention of these murders. No, they yeah. do mention eight families later, but and this footage is a uh, part of the footage. It was on. It was all recorded on cell phones, and so this is part of the footage that was uh, compiled and edited by Jeff Mead and Cody Park or something. I believe so. Yeah. At, at the end of the movie, the one credit for our director and editor is that this footage was uh, edited and compiled and edited. So that was a sticking point for me for like a minute. This was like, where are we get? Okay, and now we, because they are killed violently and then it immediately jumps to the family going through the walkthrough on uh, the Amityville house with Tyler's Mm -hmm. footage from a camcorder. Yeah, and he's wandering around as the... uh yeah, the the young realtor yeah, definitely does not want to be realtor. there. Um, she is very convincing at wanting to get the fuck out of there. It was a lot like the remake realtor, where just like, yep, yeah, and then there's this this room, and mm-hmm. then there's this room, and then there's this room, and why don't you guys talk about it? I'll be outside. And then she dies. Yeah. She gives this whole thing about, like, well, why don't you discuss it? And, like, just a string of talk, like, six from Blossom, just, like, barreling out everything she's got to say as she's opening the door and backing out. It's like, yeah, why don't you go do that? I'll be outside. 
and yeah, closes the door on her saying that. Then the family gets a few, th- like, has their conversation, and then goes outside, and there she is, dead in the driveway from dead an amur- aneurysm. Um, although I think this, there might have been blood on the ground. No, no, no okay, no, yeah, no, they, no, really, they just say aneurysm, and then the family moves in. Yep. Uh, their realtor dying on their front sidewalk oh was God. not a bad enough omen for them. Well, you have to understand that, uh, as uh, the father so eloquently puts it, uh, this is what our means can afford right now. Mm-hmm. They, a phrase that is common in vernaculars. And does not sound weird or backwards at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they move yeah. It, like So you find out later that they have moved... Five times in 18 months. And, and they're flat broke now, probably from moving five times five in 18 times months. Five times in 18 months because the daughter is a trollop. Apparently. Like, yeah. it's... the it's It seems like normal teenager shit. Normal teenager shit, like always on her cell phone. Yeah. Getting blamed for stuff she didn't do. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, sneaking out a little bit. Sure. But they're claiming that they've had to move five times in 18 months, including from North Carolina to New York. Yeah. Because the daughter so much trouble. is you something know, flirty. So, yeah, exactly. She is apparently she flirts with fire and maybe burns things that you never know. Like I'm just trying to figure out what would she have to do that would be so bad they have to leave the town and or the state, but she's not in jail. Yeah. She is, not, yeah, not even in, like on house arrest or anything. Like no. she's just a daughter, apparently. Yeah. Um, but dad and mom are very unsubtle about thinking that their uh, eldest daughter is a whore. Yeah, like it's really bad. It's really <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, like, they, like they, on the first night. Uh, the daughter, you find out the daughter does sneak out because she is nothing if not efficient. Yeah. And uh, dad just well, that's, I think that's her fourth in the night hallway. that we find out she actually snuck out. Yeah, you find out that she actually snuck out. But like she does, like the door opens in the middle of the night and there's no explanation. And dad corners her in this hallway and just like is like within one foot of her and is blocking her with his arm and just threatening like really military in school. Her face. Yeah, yeah, that old standby. And this is how he starts. Yeah. Well, this is day two that he confronts her. Day yes. one, we haven't covered all of their moving in. Um, yeah. I'm right off the bat. <laughs> I know. Like, there is so much. I do have it here, though. Yeah. But day one opens with oh them as God. they're moving in. Uh, the youngest daughter is yeah. talking to John Matthews, no. her new friend. Yeah, her new best yeah. friend. Um, Keep and in mind, she's like maximum eight years old. Yeah. This is too old for an imaginary friend. Yeah. But nobody seems to think too much of it because they're dealing with video kid and apparently runaway girl. Yeah. So... And I will acknowledge that neither Lori, the eldest daughter, or Tyler, the middle child, want anything to do with the the youngest child, Melissa, so clearly she's not going to get friendship with her siblings. This is true. They're both uh, stuck very hard in their own world. God. I hate hate Tyler so much. Continue. Yeah, but uh, so um, Mel is friends now with John Matthews, the name of the little kid who was killed originally in 1974, and she says John Matthews every time she refers to the friend, and and it doesn't ring a bell for anybody for a long while. Yeah, even though they say the name mm-hmm. as often as Mel, as Melissa says the name. Or yeah. Mel says the name. So, ugh. 
the they're moving in. Uh, yeah. uh, Mel gets distracted by some doggies uh, being walked by some neighbors yeah. who are only in that scene, but then are blamed for everything and for half the movie. They're the only other characters. Yeah. Were you hanging out with those neighbors with the dogs? The, the, that boy the with the boy, dogs. Are you seeing dogs. him? He looked. He had a look uh, about him with that dog. Why aren't you? You know. Why aren't you talking to the boy with the dogs right now? That like. Uh, yeah. Uh. So the scapegoats are dealing with the daughter and the movers are getting everything in the lights are flickering we get a glimpse of a black blob that was definitely put there with i don't even know if you would call it after effects no um, I, I think they literally just put, put took some soot from the chimney and just uh, put it on their thumb and then just put it on the you know thumb drive yeah <laughs> like in MS Paint, I did better uh, fake photography yeah. in college, which the only thing that looks was better a long than, time ago. The only thing that looks better than this special effect is the de aging in The Irishman. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I hate that yeah. movie, and anybody that likes it is wrong. <laughs> You're just wrong. You're wrong. Anyway, the one of the move. There are three movers. All of them making fun of Tyler because yeah. Tyler because they they are on their break and this goddamn kid comes in with a camera asking them questions and one of these movers has like a serious jailhouse spiderweb tattoo on his neck mm-hmm. and the and kid he asks him about it. it yeah the kid asks him about it and like, you're too tells, young to know about yeah. that now these three movers are asked do you know what house this is oh it's the Amityville house What's oh the don't Amityville they make cookies uh, yeah yeah they no. nobody knows what the Amityville house yeah like it's either all the people in the na- in this neighborhood either all know everything about the Amityville house or have never heard of the Amityville house mm-hmm. have you noticed you know yeah that? it's it's, it's a one or the other but in this continuity they specifically mention the real murders but then they also mention that there was a book and a movie yeah so what, it exists what in pop culture beyond yeah like this isn't a movie where that didn't happen because it's gotta be for the movie like no this they should have at least heard of it yes. especially living in the town and delivering to that address like they didn't move them from north carolina i don't think no i would assume no. that well i don't know i don't know who knows maybe but even in north so, carolina i feel like they've heard of the amityville heart yeah so one of the movers makes the uh, fatal mistake of saying that the house sucks and then the camera fritzes out again well the kid looks out the back window yeah. for reasons oh the wires are buzzing again I don't even know if he said that at that point. He may have. He didn't, but you hear the sound effect. Right. But yeah, he turns around, looks out the back window where it's blown out because they don't know how to adjust the light settings on the camera they use for this. It's almost, it, you could almost say it's a choice that like, because the cameraman is an 11 year old, everything looks like shit, but you know it wasn't a choice. They don't know what to do. Yeah. So we cut back from the static. Mover says that the house sucks. And then static, we turn and he is has fallen down the flight of stairs, cr- broken his neck and or cracked his skull because there's blood on the tiles. Yep, there is blood all over the floor. The only blood we see on the floor, which we feel got a note of, I came home and there was blood on the floor. On the I floor. told you to keep this house clean. No yeah. more blood in the house. They have been in this house 
two days if you include they visited the house to take a look and now they've been moved in for one day. Somebody has died on both days. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, the mom, Virginia, wants them to move somewhere else. Yeah. She's like, Tyler's trying to film her. She says she's not in the mood, understandably. Yeah. She tries to talk to the father, uh, Doug, Doug, and he keeps saying accidents happen. Accidents Weird happen. Weird things happen. Aneurysms happen. It's accidents just, it's happen. It's just the house settling in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's two, de- two deaths in the two days you've been here so far. And they just... They keep living in this house. Yeah. He expl- He tries to rationalize it at one point that probably a hundred people have yeah. died in this house. This is, which they, does they, not they, help. They say, like, they keep trying <laughs> to act like this is some ancient colonial house. Yeah. It's... He says oh the house God. is probably a hundred and fifty years old, old yeah. and therefore a hundred people have died in there, which makes me wonder about like their five houses in eighteen months. Oh my God. If that's why they're moving, is because they're used to people. Every year, year and a half, somebody dies in a yeah. house and you move, yeah. and they're yeah. just ahead of the curve right now. Yeah. But then the mom, negating that, the mom says, nobody has ever died in my house before. This is not an everyday occurrence. Which I'm is, sorry, she says it's not yeah. an everyday occurrence. She doesn't say it hasn't happened yeah. before, so there's still credence to that. I think she's correct. I yeah. am on her side. Mm-hmm. And then the day wraps up with Tyler explaining that explaining all of the events that you just saw over the last 10 minutes, and then summing it all up with some variation of... It was weird. Mm-hmm. This is Tyler's phrase. This is kind of Tyler's descriptor for everything that happens in the house. It was Fine. weird. It, it was, was weird. It was weird. And also, he does regularly through the movie recap you on the scenes you just saw, including some scenes we didn't see. So I'm wondering if they were scenes they didn't get to shoot, yeah. and if they just shot all of the Tyler stuff at once at the beginning to cover anything they might not get around to mm. filming and then didn't have a way to cut that out. Could be. Because he does quite a few times cover scenes we you know, yeah. footage not found. Yeah. I've seen better acting on it on the talking head sections of American Chopper. Oh boy. It was really bad. Yeah. But so, yeah. this is the first night and the door is opened for reasons that become explained later. Yeah, although his closet door does clo- open and oh, close yeah, his on its own. But, like, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the uh, the backyard door yeah. uh, opens miraculously. Um, and so, Dad grills daughter at the beginning of the day, and then... Once, day 2, June 13th, 2008. June 13th, 2008. Immediately volunteers mom to take both daughters to the movies which mom is very nonplussed about mm-hmm. or she gets to get out of the house she's you know this house where two people have died she's still she's like it yeah but she gets to have a day out for ice cream and yeah. movie yeah immediately the dad starts setting up security cameras mm-hmm. like gleefully this the guy playing the dad the guy playing Doug is objectively terrible but also objectively hilarious. Yeah. He darts around like he is on cocaine mm-hmm. through the entire film. Yeah. And he's supposed to be an ex-military guy. Like, he has, you'll get his nickname later is Gunny. Because, you know, he's been in the shit. Mm-hmm. It's 
Adorable and hilarious. Yeah, he's operating it somewhere between 8 and 11 the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, occasionally he'll tap it down to 8. But yes. He is definitely on high energy the whole time. Oh, also, um, the door in the, when the door opened in the middle of the night at 3.15 a.m., oh, which right. I did appreciate. Yes, that's a Little number that's come up a couple times through this. The, according to, I think in like the exorcism of Emily Rose they say that's like the devil's uh, the devil's midnight or something like something that like something like that yeah really goofy but yeah so he's setting up this security system and he sends the son to the kitchen to get a screwdriver because oh, no I'm, I got ahead of it it's this night Oh, gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Stay uh, tonight. Okay, never. But yeah, Doesn't, so they're setting up this movie. Matters. Yeah, <laughs> he, the dad, opens the toolkit that he's got, and it's a whole bunch of sockets and wrenches. Tyler, he, I need. This is a socket set. I need a screwdriver. Yeah, assuming that Tyler was the one to get it in the first place, which is unlikely. Yeah, but yeah, he tough. flips out at Tyler for getting the wrong thing and sends him to the kitchen. In Doug's defense. Tyler is a shithead. No, yeah, I agree. I'm just like, I, I hate to like take anybody's side in this movie, but that's why the level uh, of shock he has every time is kind of like, yeah. Like you should be more shocked when Tyler does something right, which, yeah. for those of you at home, he never does. No, even once, not a once, not a once. So he goes. He's in the kitchen. He like is rooting around. Uh, he drops something, and the dad off camera freaks the fuck out. What the hell was that? It was gravity, Dad. Come yeah. on. It's a fell. natural force that exists in all kitchens. It's Newtonian, man. Yeah. Relax. But this was uh, the thing drops after we see a ghostly figure in the backyard. And it turns out that the thing that was dropped was one of the teenagers' cell phone. Mm-hmm. Remember the teenagers in the in the beginning of the movie? Which was, you know, object, which was uh, sci- uh, technically, chronologically, only 20 minutes prior. But, you know, subjectively felt like three hours. Yeah, and we don't know how many days, weeks, or months because we're already in a 2008 that's in 2009. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, not that they're getting Blair Witch timey wimey on us, but maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the. The phone has the footage of the teens, but it's low on charge, so he's got to get it on the charger so he doesn't get to see everything yet. Then, with the security camera in place, we get to mimic uh, the Paranormal Activity movies, uh, the first of which came out the year before this. Uh, no, four years, four years prior. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, right. Paranormal one year before number one. Place, yeah. Paranormal Activity before it came out. was uh, 2007. This mm. movie came out 2011. Gotcha. Oh, and I did double check. Three is the one that I remembered. Yeah. Uh, being way better than you would expect. Fair enough. Um, honestly, all of them have their fun, but that's a different thing. So yeah. So yeah. Um, Tyler gives us a couple more recaps. Um, he's wandering the house, and occasionally Tyler will just wander and take in footage of a chandelier or yeah. a vent. Like you're, you're expecting these are Chekhov's yeah. furniture. Yeah, don't um, worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll, most we'll, of it does we'll, not come yeah. back up. Let, let's take here. Let's use your anxiety about anything. Nothing, yeah. nothing that is set up. This is no Edgar Wright situation where yeah. like everything gets paid off. They are shooting. <sighs> things in case they wanted to use them but yeah there's and nothing you have to remember things to shoot things yeah. as near as I can tell Bill is this time. where the crazy eyes start 
in like real uh, in real force. Like, has he done? No, he's yeah, he had done there. the, he had done the reading bit. He remember, he remember when he was reading uh, the book? Oh no, that's the, that's the, that's the night three. Oh, that is night, night three. Okay. Night two. Yeah. Uh, yeah night right, two right. ends with the dad watching the tape uh, from the yeah. living room and seeing the door open itself and still not believing that and absolutely insisting the daughter is sneaking out. She is a whore who has caused them to move five times in three months. They're not welcome in North Carolina anymore because of whatever. Whatever she has done. This is like, remember Frisky Dingo? Yeah. This is like, oh my God, this is like Arizona all over again. (laughs) Call the pet stores. (laughs) (laughs) But we can't go back to Phoenix, can we? (laughs) Just, again, the running gag of this series is so many things we'd rather be watching. Absolutely. But we do this for you. But we're getting this, we're getting this done. That's our last ball. We're doing God's book. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't believe it after watching the footage himself. Um, and then we go to day three. In which we're checking for security breaches. He goes, the dad, Tyler is following the dad around because, well, one, Tyler is a boring child with nothing to do. And two, the dad is kind of fun to watch. He is. And so he's going around to these great, the, the vents around the house and mm-hmm. just kind of looking around. He looks at a vent outside of the house and says, on the house that he's already purchased and lived in for three days, he sees this vent on the outside of the house and says, oh, it's got a grate. Not that bad. Also, nobody could get through it. Nobody could get through it. Like, there's no, yeah, there's no nothing to the grate. Again, never comes up again. Nope. But while they're looking at the grate, they start complaining about the flies. The flies! As the camera cuts off and we don't see them, we just hear them off screen. They could, what, no, they you see them for a second. Okay, like honestly, they do have like they they showed as much of the special effect as they could afford before Fair. the camera goes black again. Oh, Dad, look at all those flies! Mm. They're everywhere. Oh my God, all these flies! <laughs> Uh, before the great, uh, just to cover breakfast before we get to possibly the greatest thing in the movie. Um, so uh, Tyler is showing the family now that it's charged uh, yeah. the cell phone video, and he's saying, "This is a fo- phone that I found in our kitchen. These are teenagers. They were in our house. What is this? You should look at it. This is important and scary. This might be a thing that Tyler did do correct. Yeah. Except that the both parents and, they look as if they are." cave people that mm-hmm. are discovering fire. Yeah. Who are these people? Why did you bring them in the house? Lori, did you bring these people? Do you know them? Is this the, the dog, dog guy? The dog. <laughs> and they're so up, like, they're trying to figure out who to blame instead of listening to the fact of this phone has footage of people in our house and it goes wrong. And they say even after they've already started blaming the family. Wait a second, is this our kitchen? You have to understand. Oh my fucking God, they're stupid. The mom and dad are very strict adherents to the uh, principle of Occam's slut daughter. Fair enough. (laughs) 
And so the simplest solution is always our slut daughter is doing something fucked up again, and now we're going to have to move. Hide the knives! But it's after they're blaming her that they ask, is this our kitchen? Are they in our kitchen? It is so They're audi yelling at the daughter. It is obviously their kitchen. So, if you think that the parents so are crazy, you are correct. Wait until uh, you don't even know. Because then we go outside and uh, after the flies, yeah. um, after the flies. Uh, Tyler and the dad are talking with Mel, who is sitting oh my on the bench, talking to John, John Matthews. Matthews. Oh, God. No, I'm just reiterating oh, yeah. the name. And, man... When the, this is the first, this appears to be the first time that the dad hears the name John Matthews, and when he hears the name John Matthews, he has been serving up crazy eyes throughout this whole movie. But man, the crazy eyes really begin in earnest. Oh my morning. god! Don't want just weird. It's you, it's almost it is like on par with the Batfleck. Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? It's like if you took uh, Rufus Sewell and yeah. uh, Cillian Murphy <laughs> and gave them three of those giant, like, uh, meter-long pixie sticks from theme yes. parks, yes. had them pound them, and then said, J- I just need you to look around for a minute. <laughs> and it's just giant, bright, wide-eyed, yeah. crazy-eyed, back and forth. I don't even know what he's supposed to be emoting. I don't know what he's, he's just supposed to be looking at. He's just kind of glancing around, Maybe, sitting next to his daughter. At, I guess he's looking at the house. Maybe... It's unclear because yeah. it's just yeah. crazy eyes. Yeah, no, he is totally Richard E. Granting, just yeah. like a pro. Like, these are the kind of... Cr- it, it, yeah. If we thought... Listeners, if we thought for even a second he was doing this on purpose, we would be giving him an Oscar right now. Absolutely. But he wasn't. Yeah. So we're not going to. This was, <laughs> we need you to look concerned because... It is very clear this movie was shot on an outline, not a script. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of yes-umming, as you put it. (laughs) Yes-um. Yeah. Like... uh, Instead of yes-and. So, yeah. So, yeah. Super crazy eyes, which... Uh, I, I kind of want to like do a super cut of just some moments from this if I you know if I yeah. can take it. Tyler's annoying everyone. Mm-hmm. Tyler's annoying everyone. Um, and man, they okay. So this is only important for setup for the next scene where the mom and the dad once again are asking Lori, did she sneak out? And mm-hmm. this goes on for like five minutes. Of, did you sneak out? No, I didn't. Did you sneak out? Why no, are you being so defensive? You You're always defensive? so defensive. Why are you attacking me? You are literally them? accusing me of yeah. a thing. So yes, I'm defensive. Back and forth, back and forth. And so then we go to night, and oh, the, she and she even says uh, Tyler was spying on me, and yeah. Tyler complains that look, every brother or sister gets spied on by their brothers and sisters. Yeah. No. No, yeah. they do not. Yeah, it's weird. It is. It is. Yeah, it's weird. 
So then we go to the night. Then we go to night, and the door is a boy. A teenage boy opens the door because the alarm system has been turned off Mm -hmm. because the daughter has been sneaking out with the dog boy the entire time. Yeah. And this was apparently a mistake on their part because dad shows up with a gun and shoves it right in the kid's face. Yeah. Now dad had been downstairs. Like genuinely, I jumped at that because like, oh, this is scary for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dad, now he claims he was working out at the time he heard he the noise. He works out at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. He is our ex-military, so I can almost... I can see that. I can almost see that. But he was up well into the night reading, yeah, or yeah, I, I, reading. I put reading in air quotes oh, as yeah. hard as I can, oh, because yeah. he was looking at this book like he was trying to figure out what words were. Again. Less yet how they go together. Mom and Dad are cave people. Yeah. They are not familiar with these modern times. Yeah. Like frozen caveman family. Yeah. It's just it looks like he was inspecting the book like it was full of a fascinating stamp collection. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he pulls the gun on the boyfriend. <laughs> he does have a philatological look about him, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. I think this is why the dad was named Gunny. Because uh, uh, he just it might be his go-to move. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Okay. And him and his squad clearly do not have clever nicknames, as we'll get to. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> so he pulls the gun. The boyfriend leaves, and on his way out the front door, Tyler goes out to film him. And the dog boy flips both birds at Tyler in a move that makes him, in my eyes, the hero of the film. Yep, but a short-lived hero. And then he is literally yanked off camera screaming. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like, nobody reacts to this. Nobody yeah. seems to know. Like, Tyler comes in, tries to explain everything. Like, but slowly Tyler, backs in as he's like, yeah. Dad, Dad. And... In the, in the parents' defense, Tyler is very chicken little. Uh, he has been saying the sky is falling the entire time. But he was right. But he is right, but it cannot be understated. I have it in capital goddamn letters. Tyler is annoying. This is true. I'd rather die than listen the to Tyler. The whole family agrees with us. <laughs> the moral it's one of the, of the story, few places we all are in agreement. The moral of the story really is we'd rather die than give Tyler any attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, he's already found his filmmaker thing. Uh, if we ignore him, he can use that down the road. So it's fine. So... You're going into the arts? Cool. We don't have to be a good family. Oh, God. It's it's just more fuel for your radiance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyler tries to explain that the boy has been taken by some unseen force. Dad uncharacteristically runs outside wild-eyed and notices nobody there. Yeah, calls so- the police. And man, I gotta tell you... Being a white guy in the suburbs is sweet, because, man, the police show up at, like, four in the morning, this one white cop, and he is just the nicest human being to this poor white suburban man Mm -hmm. whose daughter... Oh, my God. 
both okay so the cop and the dad take turns throwing their teenager under the bus mm-hmm. like the uh, the minute the cop knows that it's Greg the dog boy oh he's bad news he's yeah. always having his way with super gossipy girls. cop dude super gossipy cop and then after the cop reveals that dad goes well we've had to move five times in 18 months because of our bitch slut daughter I'm Toning it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just are berating His these daughter. kids. And just He's how like, awful and terrible it is to deal with them. And it's like, okay, the cop hates the local teenage hood. Mm-hmm. Which, dude, if this is the worst that you have to deal with, enjoy the amazing job that you have. But the dad immediately starts throwing his daughter under the bus. What is... Oh, my God. This is one of those scenes where it was very, very obvious they were improvising off of not much of an outline. Yes, um... You're blaming your daughter. um. You know the kid's trouble. Go! Oh, boy. So, yeah, um, but the cop does, uh, again, because it's a nice white guy in a suburban neighborhood, he offers... To swing back in the morning when it's yeah. daylight so he can get a better look, he'll call ahead before he comes by. That way you can hide anything that you need to hide, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. The, this is how it goes. So he shows up on day four, June 15th, 2008. There is a puddle of blood in the backyard. Or at the very least, we're told there is a puddle of blood in the back- backyard. Because yeah. Patrick, as a student of film, you know it is better to tell than to show. Absolutely. We don't see the puddle of blood. We don't see the hundreds of, co- or the hundred cops that yeah. have circled There's the like house. hundred cops out there, Dad. And they all have it's suitcases. Weird. I don't know what that's supposed to even mean, but Tyler very specifically says how many of the cops had suitcases. So, but yeah, they found a puddle of blood. Um, and this is when the go- the apparitions start appearing more in earnest and yeah. they're more frequently now well there's just kind of fun yeah now there's okay so the cop does you know like when the cops do show up there is a detective who was put on the oh, case oh my god this guy who um first instinct is to ask bitches in this tin I know, right? it's so good but he's asking right off the bat have you noticed any unexplainable events have you noticed anything weird he's pushing to find out if there's anything supernatural but not really saying oh it's probably demons are haunted because that's consistently come up but he does mention that there have been eight different families that have moved into this house have all moved out very quickly they leave their uh, they leave their deposits on the house they bought yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like eight, ha- and this is eight families have moved in and out since the untouched house from 77, yeah. which was already pointed out at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So I guess everyone leaves the furniture when you go, which is actually backing up a lot of these sequels where it's yeah. the items that are cursed. It's the items that are cursed. Yeah. So. And then, and then the cop says, like he fit, like he tell he tells like the whole backstory of the thing, and actually contradicts 
uh, he retcons the Ronnie DeFeo murder, saying that, like, apparently there was a letter issued later, or discovered later, saying that it was actually the sister that mm-hmm. murdered everybody and not Ronnie Butch DeFeo. Yeah, and there was a third accomplice that they have accomplice. no idea who it is and never caught. Yeah, and then, after, then at the as the capper of the whole scene says, I don't know why you even moved into this house. Bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, after all of that, he also says, like, do you know the history of this house? Like, yeah. after, like, after, like, at least two-thirds of giving the history. Oh, right. Then right, he right. asks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. This is what but, we yeah, call like, bad screenwriting. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, there's this, like, the sister, uh, the mysterious friend, and the mention that the house is 75 years old. So I'm going to say that that 100 people estimate is now much worse. Uh, yeah, it's much worse. And so... Doug, the dad, calls his old army buddy, because now it's time to get serious. Yep. Enter Cut. Now, Cut. Why do they call him Cut, Patrick? Well, you see, on the side of his face, he has this cut. Uh Well, it's more of a scar now. It is a scar But you can't call him Scar when it first happens. That's the nickname you grow into. Yeah, no, no, no. And then there would be, you know, who is Mufasa then? And then it becomes a thing. But yeah, so Cut shows up, and it's almost like... There's almost a suspense moment because Doug is on the phone, whispering, you're getting every other word. Tyler... Holy shit. Like, the entire time this guy is on the phone, Tyler is repeatedly going, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, what are you doing? Dad, what's going on? Dad, what are you doing? I wanted to murder this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I was any other father that has ever lived in this house, you would be dead by now. I'm saying. So at first, like, it, it, it's almost a fake out where you think, like, Cut's going to show up with, like, a million zillion guns so they, they mm-hmm. can shoot the ghosts in the face. But no, Cut is there to set up more cameras. Yeah. And by more cameras, I mean he puts, he replaces the one camera Doug set up with another camera. That's in color. That's in color and sound. Oh, no, they had sound before. And uh, you're told and shown that there are... You're shown footage of the purported other cameras, but mm-hmm. you never see them get mounted because, again, I'm pretty sure you're allowed to put one hole in one wall. Mm-hmm. And you That's better fix it. it when you're done. And they, like... This is the second time we see this goofy, this tiny little step ladder that they keep using in this one spot, and they keep putting the step ladder on top of a, an air vent, and so you keep thinking that's mm-hmm. gonna... Once like again... Show us so many air vents for this movie. Yeah. You assume something is definitely going to happen with the air vents. Definitely going to happen, but no, never does. No, no. Everything gets set up. We got four new cam. We got three new cameras in addition to the original one. So we have four new locations, mm-hmm. all sorts of different footage. That way, you can see when Cut goes into the backyard, when the wire that's been buzzing the entire time, apropos of nothing, just falls right on him and zaps him to death. Yep. It just boom. It's amazing. And it's one of their more oh elaborate special effects. I love it, it so much. It lasted several seconds. It re- he gets killed. Yeah, flashing and static and oh, him switching man. like crazy. It's amazing. Um, this is the fourth dead body mm-hmm. in uh, five in four days. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. They're it, on day four. 
This is where the dad starts fifth day crying. for counting the realtor day. Well, yeah, the, the dad. They, this day ends with the dad crying and sobbing uncontrollably in the arms of his wife as Tyler just watches keeps. from the other room, but then just kind of comes in and gets closer until he's literally like circling them and looking over their shoulder yeah. at his crying, broken dad who just lost a, an old friend of his amid the other corpses that have, you know... Yeah. And it's everything the mother can do to not draw attention to the fact that Tyler is in the room now mm-hmm. because the father would be just completely justified in snapping that little rat's neck for filming this. Nobody mm-hmm. needs to be filmed at their lowest moment. This is a real shit move because Tyler is a... You know, they keep going after the daughter. But Tyler is a little piece of shit. Tyler is provoking them. Yeah. Tyler wants them all to suffer for his art. For my movie. God. Ugh. It was weird. (laughs) Day five. Day five. Time to beat up a ghost kid. (laughs) (laughs) So dad is trying to now figure out what's going on. He's sitting uh, crisscross applesauce on the floor of the living room or the den. He's doing research. Yeah. Because there there is a surprise for... As an illiterate a family as this appears to be, there's an incredible library. There's well, they, a giant they left everything, they so left he's everything. reading all you're the right, books that right, were left right. in the house. Uh, but he's got these books splayed out around the floor, and he's typing. <laughs> Don't ask him what he typed. He has no clue. He doesn't know how to read. We've established this. He is looking at books and trying to find those, oh all of those shapes and put them in the same order on the screen. So Who knows what it's going to wind up amounting to. But So he's doing his air quote research and then we... Um, then he sees. Then we look at. The, he goes to the security footage, and he sees a little boy, John Matthews, actually in the in the living room. Leave out the back door. <gasps> He's real. He goes and he he sees the boy, the ghost boy, walk away in the footage, but then proceeds to punch the air where the boy was sitting. Yeah, he goes because he he's, he's seen this anymore. from another room off of the live feed. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's running in, literally just swinging at air and whatever possible he might be able to hit. (laughs) It's really... This guy playing the dad is really something. Yeah. He is really great. But completely not on purpose. Yeah. Oh, God, it's hysterical. Just watching watching somebody try and fight a child ghost. Oh, my God. It's it's something special. Because he doesn't try to kick it. No, he never tries to kick it. He's punching. punching. He's trying to punch this ghost child in the face. Oh, my God. But we've watched the ghost child because we're watching the same security footage. We saw the little kid leave out the back door, and then this man runs in the room and just starts punching it where the kid was. Oh, my God. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Day six. Well... I was there oh, more? God. Yeah, no, that was no, it. No, that, that was really a, was it. That was a short day. Day six, Dad goes out and gets an arsenal. Mm-hmm. He comes they, back with all of this uh, Catholic accoutrement. Crosses, busts of Jesus, uh, cloves of garlic. Yeah, and, uh, and candles. In, candles and incest. It's How, like he went to a Michael's and basically said, what do you have for exorcism? And the poor 
underpaid, like, you know, yeah. not even third key employee yeah. has to walk him around and say, ah, uh, maybe this will work? Exactly. I don't know. Like, what kind of exorcism? I am not trained for this. Yeah. yeah he brings home, like, yeah, just the grab bag. Yes. And showing that... he went to an exorcist-themed birthday party. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it's like medieval times, but, like, church stuff. And then Tyler reveals that they're probably Jewish or at the very least Episcopalian because upon seeing all these uh, these uh, Catholic knickknacks, Tyler goes, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's a it's, cross, man. Yeah. It's a bust of Jesus Christ. Like, I know... You know but, what he looks like. Or, I, well, you know what people want him to look like. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> As opposed to what he probably actually looked like. Almost definitely actually looked like. It's yeah. totally a white dude in the Middle East and, you know... Yeah. Ten, ten, 2,000 years yeah. ago. Perfectly straight hair. Oh, he irons yeah. it. His sandal game is on point. You don't even know. <laughs> so, but, like, the crucifix is... Not a crucifix. Or just a cross. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, cruci- it is a cross, because yeah. he's not crucified to it. It's yeah. just a cross. Yeah. Um, he is I'm wandering sorry, around. one of my favorite pieces of tri- like word trivia. Yeah. Crucifix I, versus cross. Yeah. And honestly, I wasn't... I'm, I was mispicturing it, yeah. but yeah, no, you're right, because it was a really cheap it's, one. It's, we, we, we taped two pieces of wood together. Yeah. And he's walking around the room almost like it's a Geiger counter or like yeah. it's a divining rod and he's trying to find holy water. No, no, it's not with it. He lights up some of the uh, the, or the herbs, whatever, the nondescript plant that he has. It was probably it sage. It's probably sage. And he's just kind of like... But at one point he was around. literally pushing yeah. the cross oh, around too. Was he doing that? Okay. He did both. Okay. But yeah, yeah. He was... Well, you want to do both to be, yeah. to be sure, to make sure that you expel the evil. Exactly. That's how it all... And then he starts going like this. This entire time, Virginia, the mom, has the only sane plan, which is let's leave, let's just go. The only flaw with the plan is let's go in two days. Yeah, let's go in. Find a hotel. Like you'll stay with your aunt in two days. I mean, granted, their house was zooped into a little. You know. Yeah. They were okay, going to the were, hotel before. Exactly. Yeah, they, they were just moving were trying out to get and, out. Yeah, yeah. Just, and um, yeah, and this is already like the daughter has been told by John Matthews that he wants the family to move out yeah. because he wants her to, in the words of Impossible Mission on the old PC game, stay a while, stay forever. <laughs> and, and, and well, and as Mel is explaining that uh, she, she wants, uh, John Matthews wants Tyler, mom, and dad to leave. Lori, the eldest daughter, is completely ignored. Yeah. In this, in, in yeah. this list. The, the, the family has completely forgotten about her. Yeah. Uh, until the end of the movie, yeah. like, she is literally not mentioned by the rest of the family yeah, again. No. No, um, she's not. Apparently, she's not that much of a problem anymore. Yeah, they are just going to ignore her at this point. She's only worth noting when they can yell at her. Yeah. Uh, we will come back to her oh, in a few minutes. Oh, yeah, we will. But, but the before fam- that... As far as the family's concerned. But before that... Doug goes berserk. <laughs> and it is... We had to rewind and watch this like three times. Yeah. It is 
amazing. It's a lot of, again, the quick edit where you can tell that they shot it all in one take and are just dropping a few frames cut to black. So good. Like, but, but, but effectively this time. But finally, like, oh it's working. Oh, my God. Doug has gone full crazy, full army. He is... Okay, so they're in the study. The whole family is on, like, this big uh, recliner chair mm-hmm. and ottoman situation. The mom is sitting in front and kind of, she's got her arms out guarding all of them and holding them all in check. Yeah. The family on this chair does not move the entire time. Doug is shouting orders at them describing his history in Afghanistan. He says that I was surrounded by 32 of them and I killed them like or I fucked fucked them them like like frogs. frogs. Also, side note, he reveals that their sur the family's surname is Benson, mm-hmm. which means that his name is Doug Benson, which means that he should love movies and know what to do in situations like this. Exactly, and or also smoke a lot of pot and possibly be a little more calm about everything. I'm just saying, it was yeah. just one of those in the middle of everything. As crazy as it was, like, wait, is his name Doug Benson? What? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he he goes batshit. He pulls a gun on his. He pulls the gun, which yeah. is again his nickname is Gunny. His it's his go team. It's his go move. He is a gunny guy. Um, he at one point he pulls the gun and then drops to the ground, prone on his body, and then starts like trying to skitter. He's screaming away. about the little bastards are yeah. out there. Get down, everybody! Crawl, crawl now. He eventually crawls out of the out of the scene. There is a pregnant pause. Yeah. And then Lori, who has been largely ignored for the last 20 minutes, sums it all up. What the fuck? What the fuck? Exact quote. And then they all go to bed. Yeah. Again, Lori was not really addressed. I don't know if anyone even responded to her. No. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. No. Nope. But if you're worried that she is a ghost, not yet. No, not yet. Because, mm-hmm. well, it's t- like Tyler is uh, you see Tyler giving his last little talking head saying like, yeah, I mean, we've already seen the ghosts. I'm more scared of dad now. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to go to our aunt's in two days. I hope we survive. Or I hope I make it. <laughs> and then he turns the camera off. It is later revealed that he gave that confessional in a sleeping bag on the floor next to his parents' bed next to his crazy-ass father. Yeah, and they may or may not have been awake. Yeah. Yeah, so then, not count on it. So then the title card tells us that the next bit of footage ha- occurs between 3 and 4 a.m. Yeah, and Jack Bauer is not around to save us. No, there's no time! So it opens with a shot down the steps, and there's a pounding at the door or somewhere. There's pounding. And after enough pounding, uh, we get another uh, smudgy bloop on yep. the camera before it cuts. Then we cut to Lori uh, to, to round out her story, I would call it. Sure. Her um, character arc. 
Um, we find out why she got the role is she can do the most vague approximation of the Exorcist spider ball. Yeah, she bends. She, she contorts fairly well. Yeah, she um, she on her bed starts screaming, flailing, does the spider walk. We get an edit, and then we see blood and okay. such around yeah. the room. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, it cuts to black while things are still happening. You're seeing, all, hearing all these bones crunching, and it was adorable. The subtitles just keep saying "rapid tapping." I don't know what was tapping. I couldn't hear any tapping. But then, yeah, it cuts back. You can sort like it, at this point, it's in like goofy fake night vision yeah. stuff because it's a green it's not, filter. Yeah, it's still just dark. Static. You can't see anything. It's not actually night vision. Yeah. So and you after, sort of see where her body has ended up, but mainly you see like Johnny Depp and Nightmare on Elm Street level blood is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of Lori. Yeah. After that rapid tapping, she is never more. And then we go to uh, the master bedroom where uh, Tyler is in a sleeping bag on the floor next to the bed. Dad, and still in this full military outfit with the boots, mm-hmm. uh, is sleeping next to... in between, uh, But above the mountain, covers. But about four feet above the covers. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mel is uh, nestled in between Mom and uh, Doug. And then mom has to go to the bathroom. And I got to tell you, I would have just held it. I would have just gone into bed. You're moving in two days. Moving, Everybody has left the furniture in this exactly. place. Exactly. This will be You're a surprise. probably sleeping in piss already. You're probably sleeping in piss already. <laughs> she goes downstairs and gets yanked off screen. Yep. She's just... Uh, she goes up towards the kitchen and then just kind of like a full somersault forward. Um, sped up footage. Yep. Mom is gone. It's everything short of hearing the yoink sound effect. Yeah, I literally in my notes every time they use that effect <laughs> wrote the word yoink. Yep, mom it, yoink. Uh, it is a yoink. It's just yoink. Yep. Then Tyler goes down to check everything out, and then at first there's nobody in the kitchen, and then all of a sudden the mom's dead bloody body is in the corner. Does he put down the camera? He does not. No. Still, mom, mom. Oh my god! Turns around and I think it's one of the teenagers. I think it's one of the teenagers, but it is definitely a younger person yeah. who is very bloody and there are gore effects to their face, but it's yeah. kind of nondescript. Yeah, it's just kind of like he's just messed up. And then as he closes in on uh, Tyler, all the special effects budget is revealed when he does like a little uh, digital distended jaw gag that was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. And Tyler. And that's the end of Tyler. Then we go back to the bedroom. Uh, now Mel is standing to the side of the bed. Well, first, it's uh, she's it's still Dad and Mel in bed, and then it cuts to black, and then uh, right, right. Mel is standing next to uh, Doug Benson. And then it makes the movie better. And then she, like a little Wolverine, yeah. uh, pulls out. Uh, her claw, a, a small knife, and stabs Dad in the chest one time. One time. Holds it. It takes him a very long time to die from this, Why? which is apparently a stab to the heart directly. Yes, through the ribcage. Mm hmm. Despite the fact that she's like seven years old and the knife is not that long. No. Um, it's fine. 
Yeah, I, it I mean, looks, I don't it, want the movie to be longer either. Yeah, yeah it honestly looks like a, a lime cutting knife, uh, you know, from yeah. doing bar work. Yeah, yeah. Cutting so the, making some garnish. Yeah. So then it cuts to black, and it says the rest of this footage, air quote, uh, because it's all voiceover, is from whenever, and it's just uh, Mel saying she's happy she gets to stay with her friend John Matthews. His name's John Matthews. By the way, it's John Matthews. And, you know, they try and do the creepy kid thing, and we don't know what happened. Yes, we do. We do. Because then they give us the police reports. Oh, my God. So then then we get the four uh, corner reports for the four that died on screen, because they don't even do... Like, it was so stupid. They could have just done, like, one more where it's, like, one little, like, addendum to the report, Mel, Melanie, or Mel, Melissa, or Melanie, whatever her actual mm-hmm. name is, Benson, is still missing. Yeah. Which, that would have been, like, a good little... Ooh, uh, yeah, a missing poster, like, yeah. have you seen this child? Yeah. But so you see the, the coroner's report for all four of the main characters, and each and every one is riddled with spelling errors. Mm-hmm. We're not talking um, just like typos. We're just talking. I believe all four of them include the word extreme. E x t r e a m. Yep. All four have uh, misspelled residence as yeah. resident. Pl- and yeah. Uh, despite N- the fact that N T S when it yeah. says uh, place of death own residence. residence. Yeah. And it's T S. And yes, they have the address above with residence on the actual form spelled correctly. Yes. They spell spinal cord C-H-O-R-D. Which is now a guitar I'd like to manufacture. Yeah, you want to get them spinal cords. Mm -hmm. Uh, Separation. 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 And and this is all before we get into the descriptions of what happened to this family are hilarious. Yeah. No, the father was, again, stabbed. uh, His heart was pierced. Pierced through the heart. Um, Tyler, cause of death, total body blood loss. But blood was not found. Yeah, blood not found. That is a dry corpse. Yep. That is a dry corpse. It has been exsanguinated fully. But where did the blood go? You were once a careful student, Jack. Mm -hmm. Where did the blood go? Now... I, I have tracked, tracked the other day. <laughs> I have tracked the chupacabra from its original origins in Puerto Rico, um, up you know up into the you know the proper forty eight, um, and along the coastline. I do not believe there has been a chupacabra sighted in Tom's River, New Jersey. No, and also, well, no, but I, I could get grant you. I would mistake Tyler for a goat. This is true. This yeah. is true. So, yeah. uh, Virginia, the mother, is uh, burned to the point that all of her blood has solidified inside of her body. Yes. Which, I guess that is what happens when you're burned alive, but, like, to I mean, hear it, all the moisture is gone, yeah. But, but the description of it, like, you, you, you assume, like, it's more, like, burned away. They make it sound like it turned, like, it's, uh, you ever see what happens when you, what snake venom actually does to blood? Yeah. yeah, it it like it sound the way it's written it sounds like that. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. And then there's Lori, there's poor Lori. Oh dear God. Her this sp- is where the uh, <laughs> the Saparshan comes oh, into play. Yeah. This is amazing. Um her heart, lungs, and bones bones were not found. 
Now, this is uh, this is in addition to it, declaring that her heart and lungs had been separated from supported. her body, and her spinal cord had been separated. Yeah, despite the, uh, which, I mean, obviously, if you can't find it, it has been. Like think right. of like a snake, but in reverse, whereas like you, the snake would eat all the thing, the good stuff, and then spit out the bones. It literally ate all the bones and spat out the flesh. Yeah. Wow. Imagine if they had even half of the money to pull any of this off. Oh, my God. What a movie this would be. They should remake this movie. They might have. We oh don't know. God. There's a lot oh, of them ahead. Oh, God. Uh, which is actually uh, one of the things I was going to mention as we're towards the tail end here. We have completed the movie. Um, been doing some upkeep. I have been tracking some of these movies are harder to find than others, including uh, a lot of the more recent ones. Um, we'll have just a quick limited pressing and I've found two of them on DVD so um, we have two or three holes in the collection that I'm working on one of them will be filled with the vibrator yes that's one of the ones (laughs) I was able to track down oh good so what so the vibrator is not a hole nope Oh, excellent. Nope, nope. excellent. But that hole has been filled. Excellent. excellent. Um, but I also have discovered <laughs> that Christ. since we began recording these, mm-hmm. or actually in a lot of ways before, but uh, since we started researching this series, mm. now one of these is a Conjuring film, and we may or may not do those because they are tangential to the series. Yes. But besides that, two more Amityville horror movies have come out. We are on episode 10 now, I believe. Oh, my God. Two more have come out. So, no! <laughs> so we are, Who yes, checking what, periodically oh to God, make sure that we are aware. Are kidding me? Nope. Jesus and I believe they came out, Christ. if I'm not mistaken, within a week of each other. <sighs> well, uh, that's great news. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, this podcast is just going to be a longer, longer thing. Well, all right. So let's get back to this. You know, I would. This is gonna. I am surprising myself. I would say the resale value of this one is pretty good. Um, if you are watching with other people, with other people, and the first half of the movie is fairly dull, despite. Yeah. The craziness that yeah, happens. It's, the crazy performances, rather. Yeah, that like it doesn't ratchet up the entertainment value on the craziness on the what did I just watch? Definitely until the second half, we were pausing a lot more, uh, laughing a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, but the first half is definitely a slog full of a lot of characters you can't really root for being annoying to each other. Yeah. But I kind of liked it. I feel I I, I, th- I feel so dirty. I would watch this again with pizza and beer. Yes. Why didn't we get pizza and beer? I know both of them are bad oh, for you. God. Well, yeah, but yeah. We could have found a suitable yeah. replacement. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know, wine and roses, or in your case, beer and pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's next? I did not actually double check, but whatever it is, we will be back with another Amityville Horror next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm assuming you've already hit subscribe if you got 10 episodes in. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, we ask ourselves what we're doing. The next one is Amity 2013's The Amityville Asylum. I got nothing. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll have to see if that's produced by the Asylum, which I know did actually make at least one or two Amityville movies because mm. they're always going to cash in on things. But yeah, we'll find out uh, when we get there. And God. in the meantime, I guess yeah. If, if you're listening and you want to send in any of your favorite Asylum, don't movies, find any more Amityville horrors. We're on it, and if you're motivated to make some just for us... I will murder you in the face. I was just going to say contact us in advance because we've got ideas. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh! All right. right. Talk to you guys later. All right, time for us to get out. (laughs) If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 